Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. It's a coupon code PODCAST store.untapped.com. And as always, like, subscribe, ring the bell if you're on YouTube. Every time someone rings the bell, somewhere a beer gets dry hopped. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, it's like Christmas already. Uh, this this episode, like so many other great ideas, began on Instagram. Uh, quite literally, like we were scrolling through Untap's Instagram feed, and we stumbled upon a post from Dominion City Brewery, and they were featuring a sign, looks like a handmade sign, held up. And the sign said, stop rating well-made craft lagers under 4.0 on Untapped." And I expect the sign was real because Untapped was spelled incorrectly. They <laughs> used an E in there. Um, but seriously, there were some great breweries and people talking on that post. And really, it's, I mean, the lager, in my opinion is a barometer to measure how talented, how proficient a brewer is. Not even so much a brewery, but like for a brewer to make a beautiful lager, that's like a mastery of your craft. There's no room to hide any of your mistakes in a lager. It's like making the perfect egg, which is also delicious and, <laughs> and really complicated to get perfect, especially if you're cooking it for a French chef. Anyways, through what can only be described as proof of a higher power, I made a friend from Canada, and she was able to help provide some of these well-made lagers from Dominion City. So today, we're featuring the Great White North badge and some Great White North lager, all thanks to Melanie, who can be found on the original post. Thanks so much, Melanie, and thanks for getting us this beer. Harrison and I are about to prove that not all untapped check-ins are punishing the lager. That's right. Thank you, John. The year of the lager continues. And now with some help of our friends up in the Great White North, that's the badge. The name of the badge is the Great White North badge. And if you've earned it, you've seen the funny little quip that Untapped has in there for you. Out on the pond for some ice fishing and perhaps watching some hockey, eh? Check in to Fiber Beers from Canada to level up this badge. So that's how you do it. Like a lot of the other country badges, you have five different Canadian-made beers. Get to the next level of this. This badge originally debuted October 9th, 2013, the same day that we did the uh, America badge, Brazil, New Zealand, and Italy, and the homebrewed badge, one of my favorites, one we've earned on here before uh, last season with Elliot and his awesome uh, homebrew beers. So uh, quite the company that it uh, kept on its launch day. And we're going to dive into how to earn it, how to level it up right now with some beer. So, John, what are we enjoying today? Yeah, good question. I'm excited to have this beer. Uh, the name of it from Dominion City. Uh, good job on your Instagram, Dominion City. And great job, Melanie, for helping us get this beer. That was just serendipitous. So cool. So, the name of this beer is called Trouble in the Fields. 
It's a Laurentian adjunct lager with heritage corn. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's made by Dominion City. They're in Ottawa, Canada, which is a place in Canada, as I'm sure we all know. Uh, This is listed as a pale lager. The ABV is 4.5. The overall rating on untapped, 3.49, which is still, it's like, it's, yeah. Better than the midway point, but 3.5 on untapped. Uh, great as you will. I'm hopeful that this one can net a bigger score from Harrison. Uh, the notes, a Laurentian adjunct lager with heritage corn. This beer was brewed locally uh, with locally grown two-row malt from Barn Owl Malt. And then heritage red and white corn from Against the Grain Farm. So they're... they're their mash in this beer is all local, which I think is incredible. Um, some of the other notes are hops. They're using Cascade hops in here, which are also grown in Quebec. Um, um, the lager, Harrison actually has a pretty cool story. Uh, we, we can, they actually list the lager as Saff Lager yeast in this beer and Harrison knows a little bit more about that. So I'm going to let him take over and also ask him what this tastes like uh, as I crack this can open. Man, this is great. So this is awesome. This tastes like, so right away, a couple of things I was curious about was kind of what the corn was doing. I brewed with corn before shows up in a lot of lagers, shows up a lot of cream ales um, as a common ingredient in lighter beers but this is heritage corn. So I was kind of wondering and let a different note to it. Also, it should be noted that a lot of lagers um, kick off a flavor referred to as DMS, which stands for dimethyl sulfide, which is kind of like a corny note. Anyway, it's a product byproduct of a lot of y- lager yeast. So sometimes that can e- accentuate the corn flavor. Sometimes it happens in a beer that has no corn in it at all, just as, as part of the lagering process. So I was also curious about that, although this um, particular yeast, which we can talk about in a minute, isn't. I don't think it's really known for, for DMS production. But long and short of it is, it's light, it's fluffy, it's got an amazing head. And for my first sip, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's, the, it's the quintessential crisp light lager. There's like a slight, like, Again, bread cracker note happening, but it, it it's kind of giving me almost pilsnery vibes with the way the cascades working, um, where it's very effervescent and it's bubbly and like I I think I I already drank half of it in my first sip. But once again, that probably is the, all I need to do is just show the glass after my first sip, and that'll be a, a good measurement of is Harrison enjoying this beer or not. Um, so yes, this is fifty percent gone. Anyway, John, what are you getting so far? What's happening over there? <laughs> um, very, very much the same. Uh, smells, smells clean, crisp, delicious. The color on here is beautiful. Yeah, it it's, really is crystal. Uh, I mean, it's like it helps me understand where untapped yellow came from. Uh, <laughs> the head is like snow white. Um, I'm sure yeah. they didn't really do this to pay homage to how white the snow is in Canada, but the head is magnificently colored and the flavor. It, if like you could, you wouldn't have to try hard to convince me this was a mm. hoppy lager, which is one of my favorite styles of the last year. The cascade adds up maybe just a soft bitterness to it. But right. yeah, this is like right. a Harrison three sip can. 
It really is. It's one of these beers that I just inhale. Um, and I'm going to try not to do that. So, um, but this is, yeah, it's, it's what you want in a lager, right? It's nice. It's crisp. It's clean. It looks great. It smells great. Um, and truthfully, I'm kind of excited to see what this does as it warms up just a little bit. Obviously, you don't want it to crispness. You want that to hang around as long as it can. But oftentimes, you get even more kind of complex bread, corn, cracker, and biscuit notes as you let it breathe for a minute. So I'm going to use my discipline and do that. But um, this is really cool. And John mentioned the yeast they're using. So we can talk about that for a moment. So they use... Safflogger W3470, so which is just a bunch of nonsense, but get your hands out, yeah, right, exactly right. This is like three over and five down. Um, if you're playing the crossword <laughs> at home, uh, no, <laughs> but so a company uh, out of France called Fermentus actually makes a whole range of yeast, some of her lagers called Sap Ale, and we actually I use that a lot. When I was at Thimble Island Brewing Company, we used one of their sap ale yeasts for pretty much all of our uh, all of our beers, other than the lagers we made. Um, this one is sap lager, and it's actually um, the yeast strain from Weinstefan in Germany. So uh, we talked about it last week. That is also the same yeast strain, yeast strain that Incendiary Brewing used for my best beer of the week from their Hellas Lager uh, the last episode. But... Um, uh, so yeah, using the same yeast strain, which is really cool. Obviously, Vine Savant is very famous for their lagers, for being a super old brewery. It's been making great stuff for hundreds, if not by now, thousands of years, at least hundreds, I think 1100 or something is when they got going. So they're using a very great classic yeast that's it's known for giving off really clean flavors, slight kind of balance between floral and fruit aromas, which is nice with the cascade in here. Um it makes beers really highly drinkable. So, and that's you're getting super clean, deliciousness, and a legendary yeast kind of moving it along the way. Yeah, I expected this to taste or remind me of uh, a beer like Paps. Like for right. me, Paps is like one of the corniest beers I I've tasted. That's, right, okay. it could be different, or I might not even be correct, but I get a lot of that DMS like that. Right, it tastes like a Frito was near this beer. Right, um, right, fair enough. And I expected to get some of that in this. Surprisingly, though, I don't. It's hard for me to place corn flavor that like dried corn flavor. I can't find it in this beer at all, which adds to the crispness of it. Makes it, like you said, taste a little bit more like a lager to me. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, and it's funny, you know. Um, the whole like DMS thing and it's desirable in some beers and like it can taste kind of like cooked sweet corn and others. I'm not really getting any from this beer, but interesting note, John and I do live near the ocean, near the Atlantic ocean and the Atlantic ocean kicks off a lot of DMS naturally. So it has been said that it is harder to detect DMS in beers. If the drinker lives near the ocean. So a little, tidbit there classic example of this is rolling rock if you've ever had a rolling rock it's really well known for that kind of like having a bit of that dms character um but again I, i've kind of given up on even trying to find it these days in any beer because the ocean's right there and according to science i probably shouldn't be able to taste it that well um yeah, but that's uh, yeah. a nice fallback 
I know, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, but science, spear. Do you have any great, science great, evidence great. about how important <laughs> it is not to put your clothes away once they're out of the dryer? Is there any science? Uh, yeah, you should leave them there? right. The wrinklier they are, the longer the colors stay in them. So <laughs> you're winning there in the long run, right? If they're on the floor for a week, I think it's great. It's you know, it's kind of like you don't have to worry. If you fall in the middle of the night, you just land on your clothes. It's there's, and I think perhaps an evolutionary benefit to not putting the clothes away right away. Although if you trip over those said clothes and that's what caused you to fall, then you've entered into some kind of weird matrix catch 22 where don't worry about the vase, what vase, that whole thing. So maybe you wouldn't fall if the clothes are put away and don't have to worry about not hitting your head. So that's a different question for a higher power to answer. I don't have it for you. Um, but but a good a good quandary, John, and a good reminder for me personally. I have some clothes <laughs> to put away after this. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, not the ones you're wearing. If, if you don't usually yeah. watch us on YouTube, please go to YouTube <laughs> and check out Harrison's very Canadian. You look like a Canadian, maybe like the person who would either help with the farming or marry a couple. Right, I'm not I'm the sure. Guy who, right, delivers all the Canadian bacon. That's that's my truck. That's what's in the back of my truck. All the Canadian it's a bacon. perfectly round, strongly shaped one. like a that's tube. Right. It comes yeah. out, and I cut it there for you on the spot. That's it. It's the freshest <laughs> processed minced meat, <laughs> sliced right from the trailer. Harrison's spam, spam in a can. Now uh, let's not let's not bash too bad on Canadian bacon. It's a fine. Circular meat. It's perfectly sized for an English muffin. I understand it. It's That's also it. one of the most confusing Canadian things to me. Sure. But like you said, story for a different time. Are you a Canadian <laughs> bacon fan? We Let eat a lot know. of it here. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I eat a lot of it. It's kind of like, you know, healthier than bacon. I don't know. We eat a lot of bacon, though, too. I eat a lot of bacon yeah. and Canadian bacon and sausage. It's... It's getting hot in here. I'm sweating just talking about it. Also, it could be the jacket. Um, this is what I used to wear all the time, though. It's not a joke. This was like how I looked most nights in college. So bringing back a lot of memories. Lager smells. The jean jacket's out. Look out, town. Nah, I'm just going to stay here. Close the fold. We've already covered this. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of close the fold and things to do, um, let's jump into this badge a little bit more. So... Super straightforward, right? We've had a couple doozies the past couple episodes. Had some weird things you got to do, balance stuff, juggle eggs while you're drinking this beer to get this badge. This one is that didn't happen. Don't look for that episode. Um, this one's much more straightforward. <laughs> so it's just just drink five different beers made in Canada. Um, and so so far on the stats on this badge, we've had three hundred eighty-seven thousand plus unlocks so good work team and probably no surprise here some of the names i'm going to run off right now to this top 10 lafinda mode which we had on the podcast last season Great amazing brewery. beer yeah exactly right molson canadian so all the hockey fans out there um labat blue same deal saw a lot of that um at the wells fargo center in my philadelphia days and then two beers from Collective Arts, Ransack the Universe, and Life in the Clouds. I see Life in the Clouds a lot on Untap, so cool that they're also part of this. And one of my favorite beers from 
my my youth, I'll say in quotes, and let you interpret that however you like. Younger days, younger years, moose head longer. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so talk about yeah. Back in the 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 jean jacket wearing days, moose head lager was a go to for me. I had a good friend growing up who was Canadian, and all, he always had his dad always had moose head lager. So drink a fair amount of those and. Hid the bottles in a trash bag under the stairs for no particular reason. Um, but a lot, anyway, a lot of memories looking back at this badge um, and uh, made me chuckle a little bit. But, John, let's talk about you. Have you, how are you doing on this badge? Let's get to the, the brass tacks, the levels. What's the story? I want to know more about your trash bag full of moose head yeah, lager yeah, bottles. A crafty young adult. Plausible deniability <laughs> goes out the window, I think, when you hide things. But that's it. Uh, we'll talk about relationship advice later. Uh, <laughs> I, I have earned this badge, ah. but I'm only currently sitting at level one. And uh, some of the beers you mentioned, I haven't checked into Labatt. That was like that was my growing up beer in South Buffalo. Labatt right. Blue was about as popular as Bud Light. Right. Um, it was like a family decision. Like, were you a Bud Light family or were you a Labatt wow. Blue family? Yeah. It was just as, just as like quantifiably diverse as are you Republican or Democrat? It was amazing. Yeah. Um, like I, I couldn't hang out with Dave Peter cause he was, a, it was a Labatt Blue family. Um, so La Fendemon, um, is on here for me. A couple of beers from Unibrew. Um, um, Beer, a vanilla porter from Mill Street Brewery. I think they're out of Toronto, and it was oh. one of the first like adjunct beers I remember having. It was just like it was like vanilla milkshake. It was, some, I, it was younger, didn't realize beer could taste like that. Right. Um, and then most of the other ones are uh, collective arts. Life in the Clouds is the yep. one uh, that I leveled up with most recently, and in. Uh, I'm sure if you live closer to Canada, you're able to get some kind of international distribution from breweries like Collective Arts or, right, right. Um, there, of course, there's like Dominion City. I don't know if they cross the border, uh, Blood Brothers, yeah. but living up closer to Canada, I sure saw a lot more. Down here where I live now in North Carolina, people get excited to see Labatt Blue. I right. think for the nostalgic effort that it brings, I would love to see some Canadian craft brewers get into the distribution game. But I understand it's like in, in Canada, in Canada, you're either really small and local or you're giant and Molson. And there's yeah. very, there's not a lot of like Sierra Nevada stone right. brewing level brewers up there. That's a great point. You're right. There aren't like a lot of regional or provincial breweries or ones that would be big enough to, unless they're gigantic, um, even need to get distribution here. Um, but I'm hopeful more do come. I mean, obviously, right. Unibro is amazing. Uh, we had so many there. I've had so many of their beers, although <laughs> haven't checked them in an untapped. So in terms of the level, the level that I am at, I'm big old goose egg here, big old Canadian bacon circle. From <laughs> Euro. Nothing, nothing on this badge, had any crack, which doesn't make sense. This is user error on my part. I'm honest because I should at least have Lafinda Mode on here from enjoying it with you last season, and that is a beer and Maudit from them too, which I I had a, more than once. So blame it on the user um, that I'm I haven't cracked into this badge yet, but 
tonight we get to. I mean, I'm obviously going to check this beer in, um, and that'll kind of set me along the way. And, and maybe it's a good excuse to revisit some of the beers I can get uh, from Canada because there's something about knowing that like I've only I've only got two or three more beers to go to get the next level of a badge where it's like, all right, I all right, I all right, let's go do this. Only two or three I can find them. Um, and it'll kind of yep. sometimes set me on a bit of a quest. So I see that in uh, in the near future for me of going from zero to at least level one. But uh, like you said, we'll, we'll see distribution may get in the way there a little bit. But I'm going to try. So looking forward to giving the old uh, the old college try there. And if you haven't gotten any yet, it's also, you know, a tick in the direction of the beer connoisseur badge, which we really? talked about a couple episodes ago. So if, you, if you're starting at zero, your first Canadian beer will help your beer connoisseur. And then four beers later, boom, you've been to the Great White North, eh? Uh, quick tangential side note, Harrison. Off the top of your head, you're my movie expert. You're the blockbuster video guy who helps oh. me out. When yes. I'm lost in the aisles, greatest Canadian <laughs> movie. The first one that comes to mind, best oh, one that comes to mind. Right. First one that comes to mind is very uh, apropos for this episode, Strange Brew. So hopefully you're yelling that as well at your phone or in your car or wherever you are enjoying this. Strange Brew, Strange Brew came out in 1983. The McKenzie Brothers with Bob and Doug McKenzie. I watched that as like a. I don't know, like a probably a 12-year-old kid for the first time. Most of it went over my head. I thought it was funny. There was a mouse in a beer bottle <laughs> that a dog was flying at one point for some reason. So it hit me on like a 12-year-old level. But watching it again later, in, I mean, there's so many great lines. Um, it's got, you know, the legendary Rick Moranis in it and, and Dave Thomas. And there are these hilarious brothers who basically try to like get a bunch of free beer by trying to trick this brewery um, in convincing the brewery that there was a, they found a mouse in their beer and actually stumble upon like some horrible plan on world domination. Max von Sydow is in it as the bad guy. So that's a, that's the first one that comes to my mind and really, you know, seeing where my life is now, not surprising the beer path that has taken that, uh, I think of Canadian movies. I think of Strange Brew first. But there are a lot. Obviously, Canada's given us so many amazing comics. Um, that list is like too long. And always, every time I look it up, su- surprises me how many people are coming from Canada and gracing us with their gifts. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched Strange Brew, check it out. You'll be quoting it. It's one of those movies where it's just endlessly quotable. Um, and, uh, Oh, it makes me laugh thinking about it. Totally agree. That's like that's one of those movies that I wish was on whatever TBS streaming all day long on yeah. TV, yeah. What, however TV works. Um, <laughs> so from the guy that doesn't understand TV to the guy that is a Wikipedia of movie knowledge, hmm. uh, let's take that and use it as an awkward transition into... The featured verified venue of the week. Week. And week, this week, one, week. Yeah. <laughs> as you may expect, comes to us straight from the Great White North. It's every hockey arena. It, no, it's actually <laughs> nearby um, in Peterborough, Ontario, a place called McThirsty's Pint. 
And from what I can gather, a lot of you have been there before. They're verified on Untapped. They get a lot of activity on Untapped. They've got a great beer menu. Uh, the reason we're featuring McThirsty's is because when I looked at Dominion City's untapped page, they do, they have a verified tap room, but they haven't published a beer menu on there. So they're halfway there, but they're not really telling anyone about the beer that they're serving. If you want that info, you can find it on Dominion City's website. If you want to look in, at, a, at a beer menu on untapped and you're in the area, I'm going to implore you to check out McThirsty's, and here's why. One, they have Dominion City on their tap menu. Um, and by tap menu, what they're doing right now is they're kind mm-hmm. of selling a bunch of pre-filled growlers from their nice. ridiculous tap list. They've got a bunch of local brewers right there. So whether you live there or if you happen to be vaccinated enough to travel, you'll find Blood Brothers, Bellwoods, Granville Island, Reinhard, like all the the breweries that you might have heard about in, the, I think, the Ontario area are generally going to be in a pre-filled growler at McThirsty's. And it's getting warmer out yeah. a little bit in Canada, a lot for the rest of us <laughs> further south, but even in Canada, it's getting warmer out. And if you're able to, I would strongly advise you to swing by McThirsty's and check out the outdoor patio. It's got like, it's just a beautiful like brick patio, but it's all painted with like local brewery graffiti. It's just begging for maybe an Instagram photo, but if you're really balling, use that for your untapped check-in photo and get like a sick background with the Blood Brothers logo on there. Um, anything about McThirsty's that interests you, Harrison? Well, I just checked and I see they have Moosehead Lager on tap. So huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Garbage bag. <laughs> That's right. It's the BYOGB. Uh, it's every, well, <laughs> Oh boy, no, no more life advice. But um, I also saw more pointedly, perhaps they do seven ninety nine wings by the pound, which is great measuring by the pound. It was always is that a Canadian pound, yeah, right. I don't know, right? The weight difference there, they're higher up, perhaps gravity, not important. Um, and then uh, so that's cool because it was always like a dozen or a half dozen for me. But that was my favorite night in college was wings and pitchers and wings every Wednesday. So you got me there. And then they also have a tappy hour where it's five fifty a pint. Uh, I run that as a special. So yeah, you can find me there. Well, hopefully someday. Just look for the guy. Jean jackets, right. Jean jacket, and the moose head logger is laughing. And Which one? <laughs> uh, um, so before we wrap uh, one thing that I've had a lot of fun talking to you about is like your favorite beer you've had over the last week. Mm, and yes. so this week, to close out this episode, here's a here's a test for you, Harrison. Um, and hopefully it makes this a little bit more fun. Tell me about the best beer you had this week, but tell me about it in an analogy, like poetically explain mm-hmm. to me the best beer you've had this week. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I had... From Lodson's Farmhouse Ales, their Hellas for Sinners. It's a smoked Hellas lager. This beer wow. is like it's like a beach bonfire in a glass. You can take yourself there. Um, it's amazing. It's it's a light, obviously Hellas lager. These beechwood smoked malt in it, um, which is amazing. If you've ever 
been around it, had a beer brewed with it. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a very distinct, almost kind of sweet, smoky malt. And actually, I used it in a beer I brewed for Neshaminy Creek called Croydon is Burning. It was a Bomberg-style smoked lager and actually won the bronze medal at the Great American Beer Festival in 2017. So same exact malt, but drinking and a very similar beer, actually. Ours was slightly darker than than this one. Um, but drinking it kind of took me back to like stealing sips out of the actual fermentation tank of that beer like every day until we canned it and, and uh, or uh, uh, kegged it. So killer beer, beach bonfire in a glass, light, smooth, but Definitely nice smoke to it, um, and one that in a can, which is crazy. If you know those guys, they're obviously cork and cage kind of masters. Um, but this one was canned, so looking forward to grabbing more of that and making it hopefully as, as much as I can to stand by for the summer. But uh, what about you, John? What did you enjoy? What whimsical beer cracked your best beer of the week list? Ah, uh, Logston's so good. Um, so. <laughs> The the beer that I remember most uh, it, 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 over the last week was <clears throat> I wish I had a pipe. Yep. <clears throat> yep, good, good. This beer was trapped in a can. An old friend harnessed in aluminum, calling to me from an airport <laughs> trip through Charlotte once past. A mm. pale ale, rife with spice and life. This pale ale had jalapeno rails damn it um not very good poetic but <laughs> jalapeno pale ale from birdsong um yes. I, I i sit that beer once i think on accident at charlotte's airport and instantly fell in love with it it's all yeah. the flavor of a jalapeno with barely the spice Correct. if you're ever looking for a beer to cook with uh birdsong's jalapeno is great and it's in cans too um Indeed. so cheers to the can yeah, cheers to the can. A little Chris Walken there for a moment, John. I heard Chris Walken's voice when you got poetic. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and get better now. That's that's encouraging. That <laughs> brought back some other interesting memories. But yeah, they do. That was one of the first beers I had when I moved to North Carolina. Was a jalapeno pale ale, and I remember reading right on the can they take all the the actual seeds out, so it's not supposed to be spicy, and just use like the pepper meat skin whatever um yeah. so that one also it's got a memory in there in my head i remember getting going ooh, a lot of flavor ooh, a lot of pepper meat what a great trapped in a can pepper pepper meat where's that beer pepper meat a smoked pepper <laughs> canadian bacon ale um we're looking at you dominion city someone make it happen uh Wow, 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 wow. What a, another episode, John, in the books. We got to wear flannel and drink beers. Canada makes a great lagers. I'm glad we enjoyed this. Certainly going to have no problem rating it above a four on untapped. So keep an eye out for those check-ins. This was great. Um, if you guys haven't had it, go find it. And if you're a brewery in Canada making killer lagers, get it to us somehow. Because uh, we'll drink them. We'll drink them all. Uh, but this is a great introduction and a great first step for me to actually get the ball rolling on the the this badge. I can't believe I'm, again, but anyway, that's, that's a personal problem. What's coming up uh, next, John? What's happening next week? What do we know? Big plans next week. We're going to show you how to hack the planet. What? Um, 
I mean, effectively, we're going to show you how to level up a badge that's meant to support a local brewery tap room. And we're going to show you how you can do it from the safety of your own back porch uh, while watching Strange Brews in a flannel shirt next to your folded clothes that haven't been put away yet. Hopefully, you've already hit like and subscribe and you're excited to see us in seven days. That's right. So until then, everybody... Cheers! Cheers, eh? <laughs> Couldn't help yourself. <laughs> <laughs>